And we are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the very famous Line Brawl podcast. I'm your host, Chris Smith. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host slash social media guru, James Gantis. James? What is up, pimps? It is a beautiful Wednesday. Getting some sun today, and the Habs are one win away from the Stanley Cup final. A sweet did you even like Stanley. Did you even think about that even at the start of the year that you'd be dreaming of saying that sentence no there's no fucking way in in hell there's no there's no conceivable reality where i thought that was a possibility yeah it's it's one of those weird things because i remember uh you know we were talking about it and i just i i don't know what i was expecting from some of these players uh man oh man do you think vegas regrets that suzuki trade or what yeah I mean, I like Patrick and he did snipe one past the Carey Price the other game. Vintage Patrick snapshot. Um, but yeah, Suzuki is on another level. What a cocky little shit, too, hey? Do you ever see the, the oh. stuff he does? Like when he patted Carter Hart on the head last year and just the big oh, selly man. after the empty netter. Man, if I wasn't on the Habs, I'd punch him right. <laughs> I would want to punch man. him right in his little face. That was a huge selly against the yeah. Vegas crowd and that empty. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. <laughs> he is such I mean, a little shit disturber. He's playing unbelievably. His vision is insane. Every time he goes in, he's not settling for a dump and chase. He's he'll carry it in. He'll buy time and wait for that tape to tape to Eric Stahl, baby. Who the kid can play? Oh man, oh man, yeah. And talk about like production, right? Like Montreal is a cool team because you're getting production from people who are like 20 and people who are like literally double that age almost. Like it's. It's crazy. The veterans and the and the youngins are producing at a level that I would not have guessed from this Canadian squad. It's the yin like, and yang, incredible. My Seriously, I mean, you think about, and again, like I'm gonna bring him up again because I I've just been so wrong in the past with him before. But man, how important is Corey Perry to that team? The worm. You can't it's, discredit him. You can't take him out. You can't even high stick him in the face because he's gonna come back and fire the boys up. He's celebrating after game three. He's playing huge role in this run, and he's a he's showing why he's a part of every single team. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm trying to word this correctly. No. He is a huge factor in all these teams that seem to go far. And like, yeah, he might disappear in the regular season. He did disappear this regular season, but God damn it, can that boy turn it on? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. You don't need Corey Perry during the regular. Of course he's going to disappear. He's like in his mid-30s. You can't expect him to play 82 games. But when you need him for those 16 wins in the playoffs, I mean, just think about what he did with Dallas last year, right? Yeah, he scored that. Uh, he scored a huge tying goal against Calgary in Game 6 to force Game 7, mm-hmm. and they won it there. Like, he, he scores big goals, and he makes key plays. That, that dish to Caulfield, just veteran poise, my man. And, uh, man, you want to talk about a guy that knows how to finish properly. Like, Cole Caulfield is, like, it, it's it's sort of just, like, one of those things where I feel like Mitch Marner needs to sit down and just don't even work out during the summer. Just watch Cole Caulfield highlight tapes. No, you, you can't. You can't have learn that how shot. to shoot a puck. You don't get no, that but, shot. <laughs> <laughs> you he this man is a snipeaholic. He cannot oh, live man. without snipeahol. He is literally 
he has an he ha, his ability to go top shelf is unlike anything I've ever seen. That bar down in half a second. He goes posting in like his shots are just snipes, and he gets it off his stick in point zero 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 one of a second. <sighs> Can't say I have, enough good I have things. Two, He's such I have, a real player. I have two very fun facts for you. What first one's about Corey Perry? This came out recently from his agent. He was talking about just uh, what it meant to be wearing the Habs uniform, especially at a time like this. His agent basically said, uh, after the Leafs didn't sign him, Corey Perry said, I'm either playing for the Habs or I'm sitting out the whole season. Like, this guy didn't want to go anywhere else. So he he got rejected by the Leafs? It's not that he got rejected. I think he was sort of one of those things where I don't think the Leafs were on like the, his radar and I think with Montreal, it was just kind of like, this is the team I want to play for. They're like, let's get, get on Jumbo, this... 42-year-old <laughs> Jumbo and Wayne Simmons, who can't skate anymore instead of this yeah. perennial playoff all-star. It's, uh, and it's, it's so fun to see that, right? Just like a guy who's so dedicated to the team, just at the beginning. And it's like paying so much dividends. Another quick own like, on oh. the Leafs is um, Lou Lamoureux. Lou Lamorello just won GM of the year for the second year in a row. <laughs> bazinga. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, that's a huge bazinga, I think, to the Leafs. Yes. I As mean, many things uh, have been this season. Yeah. The the Leafs itself are just one big bazinga. But, you know, it's, it's also another thing when we're talking about, you know, we were talking about Suzuki originally. You're still talking about Cole Caulfield. And, you know, it's always fun to look at these cool facts about just where rookies are in the season. So the highest point getter... Out of rookies, uh, from his draft classes, Dylan Cousins. And Dylan Cousins scored as many points in a 42-game regular season that he played in. Cole Caulfield tied that amount in 10 games. He's a point man. He is the points all-star. Cousins has a... He's a big guy, and he's tough, whatever. Caulfield is a legitimate future all-star. This guy has sort of, future all-star written all over him. Well, you know what he is next year's? A rookie still. Shit. So he's up for the Calder, Calder next year. Yeah. He's up yeah. for the Calder next year, man. Like That's it's so crazy to see that. Like. You know? Like he's been just like unbelievable. Like people talk about just like whether or not Cole Caulfield would have done well being inserted into this Habs organization. And I bet there's a veteran presence that really allowed him to feel comfortable. But at the same time, like this guy's been playing big games for years, right? He went in like four different leagues, first of all. He played in like the World Juniors, he played in the NCAA elimination games every day. So every day's a game seven to these guys, right? So he's playing under pressure, gets a couple games in Laval scores like three points in two games and is doing the exact same thing this guy played on four different levels this year yeah and he's the star on every single one like he he yeah, full-on carried his college team his college team is a bad oh, Wisconsin team wasn't great this year yeah the, Wisconsin is a bad team without Cole Caulfield like that's mm-hmm. pretty much a fact he he was the leading points guy by like 20 points leading goals by like 13 points i'm making up both those numbers but they're probably pretty damn close because i looked it up recently um we have to talk about something so first of all i have a couple things written down here paul byron god can that man skate god can he finish on the breakaways this guy goes top corner he was put on waivers three times this year what 
three times this three separate times this year they put him on the taxi squad like making him available to be claimed and no one wanted him he does make like over two million so i kind of see like the risk but like holy shit man this guy is a breakaway machine and now he's learned how to score on them get out of here get out of here oh yeah speaking of italian accents chris you're gonna owe me a case of peroni aren't you no, not yet. I mean, uh, I was telling uh, I was telling my wonderful co-host before that I had to buy a uh, a new computer. So uh, if the Islanders do lose, I will not be able to financially recover. I don't think. I think it will be a pretty devastating blow. Like they are twelve ninety nine here in Montreal, case of Peroni, and the bet was that if yeah Tampa Bay beats, okay, maybe I can the financially Islanders... recover from this. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. You. T- Talk to me about your funds previously, and <laughs> twelve ninety nine <laughs> might be the the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's entirely um, possible. What else do we have? Oh yeah, scary news. Very scary news. Chris, are you familiar with Saint Jean Baptiste? Uh, July fourteenth. Yes. No, no, no. That's not on July fourteenth. That is tomorrow. Really? Are you not? Is Am I wrong on this? I'll edit this out if I am. <laughs> no, you're right. It is St. Jean-Baptiste Day tomorrow. Yes. So, Chris. And what What are you going to do about it? Do you know what this means? No. So, St. Jean-Baptiste, Quebecers, the French don't give a fuck about Canada Day. They might just so use I've it heard. as an excuse to, to drink, whatever. St. Jean-Baptiste, they get buck wild. They go fucking crazy, and they, with their fleur-de-lis tattoos and their fleur-de-lis flags, they represent. Do you know what tomorrow also is? It's also game Game, six. It's game six, yeah. (laughs) Where they could... never wanted a riot day. They could finalize a spot in the playoff in the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) This city is going to burn to the ground one way or another. Yeah. And, uh... For the, for the listeners out there, you're in for a very special treat next week. Because next week, we'll be able to do our first Line Brawl podcast together. Yeah, and we're live in the city, and pray to God that they make it to the finals. But yeah. Chris, I think we're looking over this fact that this city is literally not going to be existent by the time you're here. If they make it to the finals on the same day as St. Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the Via station, and it's just going to be a f- hostile wasteland, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. sort of thing. Like, <laughs> the Bell Center is just burned to the ground, except for all, like, the cup memorabilia and everything like that, still preserved. It's going to be a fucking nut show. <laughs> and I'm going to go guys in, that are like, and I'm going to leave before it gets too crazy, because I'm a pussy. Oh, for sure, yeah. You can, for sure, if there's, like, a city breakdown, they break into the Bell Center, there's a guy the next day walking around in, like, a signed Maurice Richard <laughs> game, <Orange> jersey. <laughs> yeah. What? Taking one-timers with a beer, with a beer bottle on, yeah, Maurice Richard's thousand-goal <laughs> stick. <laughs> it's like, like, some guy's wearing, like, all 12 of Jean Beliveau's Stanley Cup rings. <laughs> R.I.P. to Jean Beliveau. He was a real one. Yeah. <laughs> to the Hams fans, he was a big he was a big deal way back when. But um, I was gonna say, uh, just going off of Montreal, just talking about Vegas too, and uh, you know, I know that you posted a TikTok about it, but like, what is going on with Marc Andre Fleury? 
Like, what has yeah. his deal been the past couple days? Um, I mean, I think he played all right. You can't really blame him for the loss last night. And by last night, I mean game five. So you can't really blame him for mm-hmm. that one. But I think you, you start Leonard at this point. Like, we, we're clearly having a harder time. Like, he's shutting more down. They weren't, they weren't like, they were stoppable goals. They were kind of shots from the slot that all went in. But they were stoppable. Robin Leonard seems to be positionally a little more sound at this point. I would, I would put him. Pete DeBoer clearly has no, like, no uh, issue with switching back and forth between the goalies. So I think he's going to mm-hmm. start Leonard on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think, but, you know, you're looking at some of the issues and, we talked about how deep of a team we thought Vegas was going in, but one of those glaring statistics is that I think at this point in the playoffs, uh, their defense has, or I think in this Montreal series, they have 11 goals defense, and their offense only has three. Yeah, they have. Yeah, been and it's all from one line. All. It's all from one yeah. line, and like which is like the third line. the The stone line has been shut down. The the next line has been stuffed shut down. That Stevenson just came back. Guess what? Carey Price shutting you down. Guess what? Philip Dano shutting you down. You can't get past him. And guess what happens on Saint Jean Baptiste? Dano gets superpowers. His French blood on the inside of him turns blue, blanc, a rouge. Yeah. And he's gonna be unstoppable for another game. This I think he team... might literally turn into Mark Stone's shadow at. At, with his superpowers. He's figuratively that for this whole series, yes, but he will yes. literally become Mark Stone's shadow. Yes, that's a fun fun way to imagine that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we came up with it together. You know? <laughs> uh, well, um, what else do we want to say? What's on the old mind grapes? Um, are, were people wrong about the North Division, Chris? Yeah, I think so. It's pretty clear that they were wrong about the North Division. At were this we, point. Were we mean, wrong yeah, about the North Division? Yeah, I can't even factor in just. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah, we're hypocrites because we were also saying that. But yeah, you were, you were going to say something. Yeah. I was. I was going to say, it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't think they were going to get like, blown out of the water at this point. You know what I mean? I figured if Montreal was good enough to make it to the, the division finals. They're good enough to at least, like, compete with Vegas. And, you know, I think we're, and again, we're learning very quickly. We learned it from a guy like Jake Markstrom with the Canucks last year. And we're learning it even more with an even better goalie in Carey Price with the Canadians. Where it's like, if you have a good goalie in the playoffs, the sky's the limit in some capacity. I 100% agree. And uh, going into that, just one of the teams, one of the four teams remaining is paying their goalies or goalie tandem, less than $10 million. So it goes to show you, goalies are the future. I actually thought it was a stupid signing to sign Price for $10 million for that long. Shows what I know. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Well, I mean, it was, and it still is, a lot of money. However, you, it's, it's, I think what's nice about it is Carey Price right now in the playoffs, it is one of those few contracts that are... 10 plus million where you're actually getting what you paid for like that's a 10 million dollar a year goalie the way that he yeah in the, in the playoffs though like in in the regular season he actually was kind of iffy if you don't oh well if you remember yeah he was well, kind of battling like, injury yeah 
But he always think about NBA. Think about NBA superstars, though. They do that all the time, right? They're like injured and they're shit, or they're not shit, but they're like kind of whatever throughout the regular season. You get them in the playoffs, they know it's like it's about that time. That's what Carey Price is like, sort of thing. Yeah, it's about that time. Is right. Speaking of yeah. the NBA, are you gonna see Space Jam? Just on an unrelated note. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to. Okay. You know. I asked. Like I, I will, but like. I, I don't know. I feel like she said she wouldn't, so I was like, "Fuck, I want to see." Oh, Space I'll go to. Uh, we'll go see Space Jam together. Yeah. Oh, no, nice. We'll okay, out. we'll do it. It'll yeah. be a date, Chris. Oh, we'll yeah. Go the... see Space okay, Jam. sweet. Okay, what were we talking uh, about? Also, uh, if, Space Jam. If you hear this, sponsor us. I just had someone convince <laughs> me to go see Space Jam. So. <laughs> <laughs> Space Maybe Jam. Maybe we can get. Sponsors. We'll get sponsored um, by the Monstars. That would be fucking lit as hell, Chris. Yeah, I bet their merch is sick. You know. Well, the Toon Squad merch is overplayed by hype beats and losers and swag boys. Yeah, exactly. So I want the Monstars not... merch at this point. Yeah. I'm not wearing some, like, uh, let me guess who's on the back of the Toon Squad. Is it Bill Murray? Yeah, it is Bill Murray. Cool. Yeah. Again. You're not, you know? you're not cool, man. Don't come to the w- pre-drink wearing that with your backwards frat boy hat. You might get sucked want... by Mere Chris because this is line brawl, baby. I want two, I want Monstars written in like a bloody papyrus font with the animated Danny DeVito character <laughs> smoking a cigar. <laughs> it's going to be good. Okay, we have to remember uh, not to put this this promo in the TikTok because people just think we're weird and it doesn't get a lot of views. No, that's fair. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> We've got to talk about the issues, Chris. Oh, yeah. Refing. You know what is the we issue? Can talk- what? Let's talk about refing. Yeah. I was just about to say, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, in La Belle Provence, right in the center of the city, what is the 411 on this officiating? How is the city feeling about it? What is going on? Because it is crazy. I think everyone's real volcanic eruption moment was when Braden McNabb punched Nick Suzuki. Yeah. And they like... just ran the clock out. Do you see this, Chris? My fists have helium in them. My fists are just getting up every single time I hear someone mention or I see his stupid little face. And I'm talking about Chris Lee. Why? Chris Lee, baby. What have you done? Who neglected you so much when you were a child that you have to make this about <laughs> you? This is not about you, Chris Lee. Why? Like, he clearly, like, need, needs this attention no one has any fucking idea what's a penalty and what's not. I've never seen the broadcasters so one-sidedly shitting on the the, the refs before. Like, usually they're, they're like, it's a hard job. This time it's like, what the absolute fuck is going on? Like, Yeah. That punch well, you know what's intru- was a microcosm, if I'm using that word correctly, mm-hmm. of the whole problem. But then, like, all, like, it's not just that. It's like, it's gone both ways, whatever. It's probably been worse towards Montreal, but that's just sort of how, how it's gone. It's just when a penalty does happen, it's like, well, how is that worse than what we just saw a minute ago? How is that worse not, than what has been going comparable. on literally the whole game? It's yeah. just there's no consistency at all. Players don't know what the fuck a penalty is. Suck a dick, Chris Lee. Yeah, that's what's hard, right? Where it, like, No one knows where the line is properly drawn in this series, right? And I don't know about you. I've been watching a lot of these games. I don't think this problem is happening with the Islanders Lightning series. Like I don't I haven't heard anyone talk about any one-sided officiating over there. It seems to be exclusively with this series. And yeah, it's been I mean, like that the past few games. 
as Habs fans, we are more prone to bitch about the refereeing. So that could just be it also. But th- this refereeing has been absurd. And the yeah. other one, they're, they're letting it go to an appropriate amount. And when things get crazy, they're, they're putting away just one. They, they just lost control of games three and four. Like, yeah. no one had any idea what was going on on either side. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, it's difficult, right? I mean, you know, I don't understand. Yeah, it's just like the inconsistency that pisses everybody off, right? If you're like going to let them play, it's not great for Montreal's style against Vegas, but at least it goes both ways. Yeah. But yeah, some of the times fair. that you're, some of the, some of the times you're looking at, you know, what's being called a penalty and what's not, and it feels almost arbitrary. Like they're just pointing out whichever one they feel like. Oh, it's point. 100% that. It makes no sense. It follows no pattern. And I am a master of patterns. <laughs> James is like that guy, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, the mathematician. What's his name? Alan Turing. He's like the Turing man. Yeah, I'm like the Turing man. I'm more like a, I'm also like a beautiful mind where I see the patterns in front of me and I rearrange them with my hands. That's he just, me. Like, he just writes bazinga on every window of his local <laughs> college. That is kind of what goes on in my brain. <laughs> He just, like, vandalizes local French-Canadian property. Never, Chris. You know? Chris, are you excited to come here in the best time to be a Habs fan? Can can you guys believe that I didn't even plan on being in Montreal for the Stanley Cup final? Yet here I am. Next week. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Knock on wood right now. You don't know. To a city? The good news is is that no matter what the result is, uh, the city's going to be burned to the ground before I even get there. Yeah, that's true. We, you know, we're gonna blow our load on this uh, Stanley Cup semifinal championship <laughs> victory celebration, yeah. and there's gonna be no city left. Yep, it's gonna be a challenge, um, you know. But you know, uh, there is also still obviously uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders, which we're gonna be calling uh, the Peroni Bowl. That's what we're that's what we're calling it, and. Uh, I'm not doing well currently. Obviously, losing eight nothing wasn't ideal. Uh, I think we him, can still recover. You got him just where you want him, Chris. I think <laughs> up we against can still the ropes. recover. You know, <laughs> no, you're up against three, the ropes, and now you last got him couple just where series. You last couple series that they did, Islanders have been down two nothing. Guess where they did? They came back, baby, and I think they can do it with Tampa Bay. I, it's you know, we'll see. I mean. I think it still goes seven. I have a very hard time envisioning uh, if they do win game six, going back to Tampa and winning game seven. That sounds like a huge bummer for the New York Islanders to have to do, but I think they can do it. They're going to win tonight, Chris. You're going to owe me Peroni, and I'm going to drink all six in front of you, and I'm going to be drunk because I'm not that big of a guy, and I don't drink that much too often anymore. I'm going to be drunk, and I'm going to start saying offensive things about you and your family and your beliefs oh. so it's bel- basically <laughs> we're, we're just reverting back to our relationship at 15 is that what we're just, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just exactly. gonna say horrible things to you <laughs> i sort of do turn into a 15 year old when i drink and that's why that's why it's so good the sweet nectar hits me oh. and i'm wild baby Sorry, ladies. Uh, as we all know, James is taken, so ease up on the comments, okay? <laughs> yeah. TikTok. Last time it was all like, <laughs> oh, how do we get James's number? And then it's like, 
guys, come on. <laughs> I know I run a TikTok account with nearly 8,500 followers, but you might need wow. to keep it in your pants. Yeah, let's relax a little bit. We know 8,500 followers is a lot. Obviously, that's a ton of people. And we also know, like, obviously this team wouldn't be where they were without my content. I think that's fair. I think that's entirely fair. And Chris, I'll say our content. The only reason I'm not is because this podcast only gets like 100,000 views per epi. It's like not even that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're looking to bump those numbers up pretty soon here. Yeah, it's like what is 100,000 people like the population of Fort McMurray? Like, Yeah. Who knows? Shout out Fort Mac. Shout out Fort Mac. Uh, Okay. Any parting words? Last thing that we're going to do, I want to hear from you. Game six, what is your scoreline? It's going to be 15 nothing. I told you the French get damn superpowers on St. Jean-Baptiste Day. Mm. No, I'll actually say, um, I'll say fucking 3-1, the classic for, for Montreal. I think we close it out. Hmm. I will give, uh, I'll also say Montreal for fun. I'm going to pick 2-1. I think they're going to win in overtime again. I think an OT winner. An OT winner. Well, it's possible. Carey Price is just shutting that door, man. Literally, teams... Low scores. Is it every single time they've scored more than three, or three or more, they win? I think that's what it is. So Carey Price is literally just shutting that door. (laughs) But that's what's crazy. It's like, yeah, they win every time through. But before this playoff series, how many times did the Montreal Canadiens score three goals in a game? Like, that's the other issue, right? Yeah. Now here they are, you know, clearly having no problem doing that with all these youths, with these children, with these yeah. kids running around the ice. They're a little bu- They're a bunch of rascals. They are. They really are. They're a combined height of... 5'8", both Suzuki and Caulfield. Suzuki's not that short. I did think he was short also, but Caulfield is a little boy. He's a little boy. I'm going to fit him in my little purse. Take him (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) off. Well, all right. Next week, remember, you're in for a very special treat. We're going to have, in the same studio, recording a podcast. Uh, but what about you, Jimmy? What do you think? You've got any other parting words to say to the, the hopefuls other than where they can find us? Um, I mean, you can find us at Line Brawl Pod on TikTok. And uh, TikTok. if anyone listens to this that didn't come from TikTok, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram looks pathetic, and I know it's a lame app full of losers and wannabes and tryhards, but do it because my mom follows me on that account also, and I want her to be proud of me. Is that good? <laughs> that a good parting note? <laughs> Guys, uh, you heard it here first from our <laughs> social media guru. <laughs> well, luck. I hope that you. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys their day. Everyone who's listening in Quebec, uh, our très bon Jean Baptiste Day. Uh, we'll see if the superpowers come to fruition. But uh, next week's a big week. We're not going to discuss any results just yet but could be very exciting so be sure to catch next week yeah um i agree can't wait for it catch you on the flipty flop all right bye bye